The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Jordan Wright, another finish! Huge, huge win for Jordan Wright. I'm really good at seeing when people are hurt. And uh, yeah, I took advantage of that. Jordan, the Beverly Hills Ninja! Moving on up at 125 pounds. You know, long road, you know, stepping up. Finally, three wins in a row. Alexandra Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. Please tell me that's on video. I've never been happier. Well, welcome to another Let's Hope Delightful episode of UFC Unfiltered. Very busy show today, Matt. We have Alexa Grasso, uh, of course, the main event against Viviani Araujo. Uh, I always have a hard time saying that because there's the A and the U and the J and the O. Um, it's, I, I just call it Viviani. I Trust me, every time I say it, I say it uh, differently. And Jordan Wright is also joining us. Uh, a very, very good middleweight fighting uh, Dusko uh, Todorovic. And uh, of course, we also have uh, Matt Loria joining us, an actor um, who many of you know from uh, The Kingdom, I believe it's called. Am I correct? Kingdom. I don't know. I think you threw a thar in there. Is it The Kingdom? I'm scratching my foot. Sorry. You know what? You might be right, Matt. I, I, don't, I don't know. It you is uh, right. Just Kingdom because The Kingdom, I think. Just Kingdom. Okay. Something with animals, Jimmy. But, um, yeah, you Viviani Araujo is, is I, I can never make myself take that next pause. Well, listen to me. Sometimes you got to pause. Yes. Hey, Jimmy. Yes. Uh, Matt, Matt Loria. What, Loria? Loria, yeah. Matt Loria. I think it's the same guy. I don't got a picture here, but I, I sat next to him in Morton's, man. We, we visited oh. the set of Kingdom, and then we all went to Morton's Steakhouse with Frank Grillo. Huh? How great is Morton's? Fucking great. I, Did you I, eat the I, bread, that hot I bread? I both. I eat it like you eat ass. Ah! Uh, well, I eat them both together. I put ass and bread there, and I just go face first into both. They're both as equally delicious. It is delicious, isn't it, Jimmy? It's so yeah. I finger it. I go Mort- in. Morton's wouldn't like that as a promo if we said their bread tastes as good as an ass, but it really is a compliment. Um, you know where else I went, though, over the weekend with my family? Um, did you go to dinner? We went to Comic-Con, Jimmy. Uh, Comic-Con. I'm sorry. That was a mistake. He left the screen. He that was a mistake. Door. I'm right here. It was so much fun. I don't think, I don't think, I don't think you would enjoy it as much as me. I've been. I've been with you. San Diego, I've been to, I think, really? twice. Why, why did you go? 
I was out there. Sam Roberts and I went out in 2011. I wound up doing oh. a bunch of Chip Chipperson interviews. I guess, um, I, guess. But I, I was interviewing people. Probably, you hate it, but Chip Chipperson probably loves it. We were interviewing William Shatner uh, for something, and we had interviewed a bunch of other guests. And I've been to New York a couple of times. Very fun. Seven hours walking around. Thank God I have my new name. Yeah. We had a blast. Me, my wife, my kids. And, what did uh, your kids want to see? Like, what, what characters or what like, at Comic Con? What do they like at their age? Well, they like everything. They're they're big Marvel fans, comic book oh, fans. Okay. They like all. And over there, you can get like these like this like mm. all cool stuff. Like, I got this big. It's not a whoopee. What is the thing that you wear? Like, it's a big fluffy thing. It's almost like a. It's like almost like a dress. <laughs> um, almost like a. Would that be a skirt? Uh, <laughs> a kilt. Yes! It is, Jake the Mighty should have jumped at it. It is a Snuggie. I believe it's a oh. Snuggie. But it's not snug. It's big. Yeah. And it's like a hand solo Chewbacca. Like that. It's got all the Star Wars comic books on it. Like So it's very cool looking. You can, and it's so comfortable. Oh, my. It's like, whoa. I feel like I'm right. Like a little Sanders. One of Sanders helpers with that thing on. But, uh, and then there's, you know, you get these Marvel like mystery boxes and you get stuff in them like this. Deadpool, beautiful Deadpool. Uh, um, it's funny. I just interviewed TJ Miller this morning. We talked about uh, Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Mm. I've never seen Deadpool, but I love TJ and I like fun. Ryan Reynolds. It's, it's fun. So anyway, we had a blast, but I was, it's funny. I was telling last week, uh, last episode, we had Je, uh, Jens Polveron. So I was telling Yes, him. thank you, Jens, very much. I, my flight changed. That's why I wasn't available. He's a, a sweetheart of a guy. Yeah, he's great. I was on he's a plane, a nice, but I don't nice think I blew it off. And he's a legend in the sport, Jens. Yes, he is. But uh, so I'm talking to him and I tell him I'm sitting down. My wife and my kid are at uh, I told this before on the show, but I want to tell it again because I think you sure. Because, Jimmy, when we're walking around, you know, I'll see a lot of my people there, people that like me because they know I'm a nerd. But you're so not I'm dressed like, up. No, well, I wear a Punisher shirt, but they, unless they think I'm a little bold Frank Castle, they know it's me. <laughs> yeah. OK, uh, so my, my family, my kids are cute. They're doing like a, a they, can't, they keep in count every time I took a, a picture and this and that. OK, what do you think the number was? No, you stop. Hold on. You're a dick. I know. Hold on. This is why you're a dick. I'm telling you right now because I know you're, you're fucking. I already I have a guess. No, no. Because you're going to say it a ridiculous number and it's not going to be nearly as much. No, I'm not. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I actually wasn't going to do that. All right, Jimmy. What do you think? They, l- l- listen to me. I was there for seven hours at Comic-Con. So I'm not, listen, I'm not little George Clooney. I don't know. I'm not Conor McGregor. But, you know, I've been around a little bit. What do you think? <laughs> I actually have a guess that I'm I'm being logical with, and and it's funny you think I'm going to mess you up. Hurry up, Uh, Alexa's waiting. Four thousand two hundred and fifty. Let's. I'm going to finish my comment. I'm not even telling you now. I'm not even telling. Come on, I want to know. We're going to pick this up at the end. I'm going to keep. All right. And we'll we'll get back to my experience at Comic Con. Okay. We have the great Alexa Grasso in. So let's talk about. She's main eventing this weekend. She is. Yes. Versus who? Uh, Viviani Araujo. I just threw that at you because you were like, Viviani. no, 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 I got it. But it's a weird, it, it's it's the Araujo, it's the A and the U, it's that little pause. It, my brain just runs through. Yes, there she is. Uh, hello. Hello. Um, yeah, congrats on the main event. When, when did you find out you would be the main event? Uh, I don't remember, but it was like um, later because of the main event got canceled because of an injury or something like that. Yes. And you had been training, uh, was you, you were training for three rounds? I was training for three rounds, but after I got the call, I, we changed the five rounds. 
Yeah, I guess you're both, because both of you, it's not like one of you is in the main event and then the other one moved up. You were both kind of in the same boat. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're this fight had to happen like at, at the beginning of the year, but for some reasons, they got canceled a few times, but now we're, we're here. This fight had to happen. And how are you feeling uh, with, with, the, with, the, with the main event pressure? Or, or is there any pressure? Is it any different with the, uh, with the amount of press that you do or the amount of interviews you do before the fight to promote it? How are you, how are you feeling? You know, right now, I'm, I just thank the UFC for allowing me to become main event a few times. So right now, I know how this <laughs> process has to be. <laughs> It could be brutal. It could be brutal, yeah. the press and everything. We're going to try to make this easy, though. Yeah. Uh, listen, Vivian, she's not she's not like 40 yet, but she's halfway there. I remember when I was 35 and I was fighting and it hit me like a back fist out of nowhere. People started asking me, how do you feel being the third oldest on the card? And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> you think? I was like, what do you mean? I'm a young kid. You, it's not old. But you're a little younger. Do you think that's going to pl- play a little bit of a, a factor in there, especially in the later rounds? You got a gas tank, Alexa. You got a, a Mexican gas tank. I don't know what that means. But a lot of well, it means good. Fighters, well, they're known for just fighting all night. Yeah. I'm yeah, so I mean, could be, could be, but being honest, I've watched some fights with older athletes and young athletes, and you know, the older athletes had. I had endurance or are strong too. I can't take this like, oh, she's old. No, she is super good athlete. She's aggressive. She trains hard. She eats well. She does everything on point to be where she is right now. So, of course, I'm not thinking about that. You know, I know that she's a great athlete. And honestly, it's the toughest opponent I've trained it for. She's very tough. I'm sure you saw the Andrea Lee fight where she got dropped in the first round and head kicked as she got up and still managed to win that fight. That was really incredible uh, because I didn't think she was going to make it out of the first round, much less win the fight. Yeah, it was amazing. You know, she got hit super hard. I mean, she continued. She took Andrea to the ground and that's where she finds like a, a better game. Also, I thought, well, I heard that she said that uh, <laughs> she wants to take this to the ground. <laughs> Wasn't there a moment too where they, uh, they, they weren't sure how hurt she was when she got kicked. I, I mean, I really didn't think she was going to uh, be able to survive that round, especially when she went to the floor. I was like, all right, she's going to wind up uh, being submitted or grounded pound. And she was incredible. The durability, cause she was getting uh, shots hitting on, on the floor as well. Yeah, like I said, she's super tough. She's aggressive and she she's training the same thing as me. She wants the same as me and we have the same goal. You know, it's also nice because we're pretty similar in stats. I just saw the UFC stats and we're pretty similar on, on landed per minute, you know, striking a currency and all that stuff. So it's a nice matchup. No, the, the, the motivation, the eyes on the uh, the goal. The goal is to be the champion. So you're ranked number set five. She's ranked number six. That's it. It doesn't, is it at this point where, because you're fighting, you're coming off fighting some pretty big names I, as far as well-known fighters where Joanne Wood is pretty well-known. Uh, Macy Barber, shoot, everybody next big thing. And she's great. She's great. You won that one. I, it, when you get the, the call to fight Vivian, is it like just, all right, let me check her out first. Or is it just like, all right, just another good, another one in path to my goal. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, we took this fight because of the challenge she presents for us. She's a jiu-jitsu black belt, and I've been improving my my ground game, my jiu-jitsu in, in wrestling. So we said, like, yeah, let's do this. You know, we need these kind of challenges to improve better, as I did when I fought uh, Carla, when I fought uh, Tatiana. You know, I needed that fight that fights to improve my jiu-jitsu and, you know, to, to feel this, okay, I need to do more wrestling and more jiu-jitsu. So this is another opportunity to show my game and all I've been training. And you were giggling when we talked about, you said something about she might, she's saying she's going to uh, try to get this to the floor. <laughs> Why were you giggling a little bit? Is it because you got some surprises for her down there or what is that? <laughs> like no. Because she said, like, I'm not dangerous on the floor. Like, she says she has an easy fight uh, if she takes this to the ground. But, you know, um, I'm training hard. You know, I'm not easy. I'm not an easy fight in stand-up or in the ground. So it's also exciting for me to improve and to show what I've been training, you know, my jiu-jitsu game. Does it affect you at all, uh, what, what, the way your opponent behaves before the fight? Uh, some people, I, I've seen people get psyched out and angry when they fight. Uh, do you allow it to get to you at all, or do you just completely ignore anything they're saying or doing before the fight? No, I don't, you know, you can't control others' um, attitude or things they do. I just focus on myself. I just focus on me on my fight week, on my training, on my wake up. At the end of the day, no matter nothing, <laughs> when that cage closes, everything's going to be show up. And now, were you training at altitude? Uh, well, I, it's 1,700 meters. I don't know how much this is. Okay. Someone's got to do math. I don't know anything about meters. I'm, I'm thinking of like 5,000 feet, but I don't know how many meters that is. So hopefully our producer can let us know. Yeah, I think it, 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 I think it helps. Yeah. We are sea level here in Vegas. So I think I have a, a good altitude in training. <laughs> Yeah. And you really feel the difference, right? Like, and I've asked fighters before, how long does that last when you come back down to sea level? How, how long does that extra cardio last or, or, or the, or the difference uh, th does it make? How long does that happen for? I don't know, but when I fought here in Vegas, I feel really good. You know, I feel like my, my gas and my tank are like, they can last a lot. <laughs> you fought at the apex before also, correct? Yeah. Two, two times. Ah, and how do you like that? I know we've, we've probably asked you this before. How do you like that compared to the, uh, the crowd? Some people, uh, you know. Yeah, of course I miss the crowd, but you know, the thing I like the most is that this cage is like little, which is, uh, which is great. You know, I like, I like the smaller cage, honestly, but of course I miss the crowd. Of course I miss the, the people cheering your name and all that stuff. But if, this has to be the fight in the apex. It's okay. You know, I, I always agree with, with the UFC chooses. And you can actually hear your corner better, I guess, at the apex, right? Than you can in front of, of the crowd. Course. Definitely. And I think it's going to be important too, because this will be a, a very strategic fight. We have to do everything perfect. You know, every move, every single thing we choose to do has to be perfect. Listen, no pressure, but if you become Mexico's first female <laughs> UFC champion, no pressure at all. Oh, my goodness. How would that feel? Would that, I mean, parades. I mean, there's only one first. I mean, 
again, you got a fight coming up. Don't put too much pressure on Fighting is pressure. F all that. There's going to be pressure. What would it, how would it feel to be the first female UFC uh, Mexican champion? No, imagine that. I've been dreaming for that since I came to the UFC. Now we have Moreno, who has the first Mexican champion. So it's a big inspiration for all of us. You know, Mexico was kind of far from being first in the UFC, second to be in the rankings, and third, you know, to be close to the to the championship. But right now we have a lot of athletes, you know, like Irene, my teammate, I hope that she can ha- get the next title shot opportunity, which is really close, you know, me, Yair, um, of course, Brandon, who's also right now the champion, but, you know, we are, we're working hard, we're working really hard, and it feels amazing, and it feels my heart to represent my country. Um. Oh, you just, I just had a thought and I forgot my question. Just what we were just talking about right before this. There was something we were talking about for a second. Comic-Con. No. I was messing with him. I just went to Comic-Con. With it's my driving family. me nuts. Do you First know what all, that is? Hold on, Jimmy. You know, you're going to not remember this. Do you, do you know what Comic-Con is? Comic? The comics? <laughs> it, it's like a big convention, right? Oh, all yeah. nerds that, like me. And they give you weird, you get weird shit that from the comic book movies and stuff. Weird stuff, now. Now you would never go to something like that, would you? I'm not. I'm not a super fan. Honestly, I'm not a yeah. super fan. <laughs> Jimmy wouldn't either. Jimmy makes fun of me. <laughs> All right, let's go back. Jimmy, do you remember? Do you remember your question? No, and I was holding it for a second because we got sidetracked for one second onto something else. I'm like, oh, I, I have to ask. Oh, I'm so Jimmy, stupid. That's the story of my life, Alexa. Oh, I'll, I'll I know what I want to ask. I know what I want to ask. No, you don't listen. Oh, yes, I do. I'll be literally teaching a jujitsu move. <clears throat> I'll show the first technique. I'll show it once. I'll get back up. I go, where were we? I, I'll, in my mind, I'll forget what I was showing. I swear, Alexa, I might be, who knows if I have dementia. What were you going to say? We were talking about corners and you were talking about how you can hear your corner better. But I always wonder, does it drive you nuts? If you could, do you ever do anything different if you can hear what the other person's corner is saying? Like, I don't like, basically both corners are shouting at their fighters. So both of you are hearing the instructions that the other one is getting. So does it ever... When you hear that, does it ever let you know what that other fighter is trying to do? Yeah, for sure. And in the last fight against Macy, I heard like the the corner when they were telling her to do some kind of things. And I was like, oh, okay, she's going to try. Like maybe not right now, but she's going to try this. So yeah, it helps also. <laughs> of course, my my corner too, you know, they can be listening to us, but they, they speak Portuguese. I'm also learning Portuguese. Right. So it's going to be kind of good. Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, but it, and it's also one of those things where you could always some some coaches will use codes, uh, I, I guess, to confuse uh, whoever they're fighting. But I, every time I watch two corners shouting, I'm like, I would just try to listen to the other corner so I could figure out what my opponent is doing. Then again, I'd probably get knocked out doing that. So it'd probably be a shitty strategy. <laughs> yeah, it's like you have to be super focused, right, on what you have in front. But also, when I'm training um, at my strength and conditioning place, we we used to do that kind of stimulus, you know, to be with noisy and focus on some lights, you know, one feet, you know, try to to put your attention in different kind of situations, but without losing, you know, the first main. Is there an aspect of training that you dislike the most? Like for Matt, it was always the Versa climber. He hated the Versa climber. Um, 
No, I honestly, 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 I love training. I really, really enjoyed so much. I'm super blessed and happy that I met the sport when I was super young, when I was a teenager, because, you know, when you're a teenager, like your head is wild and you have no idea why, why are you alive? But I'm, I'm thankful and, and I love that I met the sport at a super young age. What did you want to do? Like before you fought, what when you when you would think of yourself as an adult, what job did you think you would have? Well, I wanted to be a lot of things, you know, vet, <laughs> doctor, a lot of things. But when I saw one day the Olympics, I saw girls doing gymnastics. I said, like, wow, I want to do something like that. I tried gymnastics, I tried all sports, but I never felt like, you know, I was in love for any i did swimming i did volleyball running i did everything but when i started and I, when i met boxing and jiu-jitsu and muay thai i was like wow i want to be training this forever and after that you know many years after i said like wow maybe this is not in the olympics but this could be when i saw the ufc and Victa and all these big leagues and i was like wow i want to be you know like a super super athlete how old were you when you started at what age uh, when I had my first, first, first introduced to the sport with my dad, I was like maybe 13, 14. But when I started like training, like for real, I was like 15, 16. I'm ahead of the game. I got my three daughters training, 13, 11, and 9. I'm not saying they go in UFC route, but they love their jiu-jitsu. So I'm hey, just like, I you love have, training. It makes me so happy. Girls, you must teach them to defend. You know, the world is kind of while and it's terrible maybe they won't fight or maybe yes but i'm pretty sure all women have to learn to defend themselves yes and yeah i guess you're on a date with some guy and he's doing something you don't want him to do you could strangle yeah. him yeah it could happen and also i've seen that being in a sport it makes you like more mature and you can think better you know i know that sometimes you know when you go out it's easy to drink it's easy to you know to to yeah you know to have some dreams and you lose um kind of your sense and, and the way that you act so i think that being in a sport it also makes you like think better twice before you know okay maybe a rear okay no it could be dangerous or, or maybe my condition it could be worse maybe i will i won't feel better tomorrow and i and i need to train so you know i also think that it helps a lot you know to think better about anything you do when you are disciplined and when you have a like passion or a goal or something and maybe just to defend yourself you have no idea what's going to happen out there true <laughs> Wow. Alexa, we have to. We have our next guest is waiting. But first of all, thank you so much for coming on, uh, and good luck in this in main event against Viviani. This is going to be a great fight, number five against number six, um, and I'm sure you will get uh, the, the title shot uh, sooner or later. You know that. Um, I hope. So. I hope so. Thank you. Oh uh, yeah, so of much. course. Yeah, you're always so exciting to watch, and have a great fight on Saturday. And I'm sure we'll talk to you again. Right, okay, later, talk soon. Bye. Thanks get for coming right. on. Alexa Grasso, uh, main event on Saturday. Let me, let me plug the exact time, Matt, before we bring in uh, hey, Jimmy, you Matt do Lauria. That. Then we'll get Matt in here. Matt Lauria. Yeah, hold on one second. Uh, it is uh, this Saturday at uh, prelims of 4 o'clock New York time, 7 o'clock New York time. The rest of the country, figure it out yourselves. He writes it sideways, so I just have to turn my head a little bit. That's all. Yeah, Jimmy. You looking at me sideways, Jimmy?
Never. Uh, Jimmy, uh, that Andor show is too good. It's really too good. It's like what show, buddy? Andor. It's a Star Wars show, but there's no Baby Yoda in the shit. Oh, it's too very, bad. It's very Rogue One ish. Let's bring in Matt Laria. Yes, uh, Rogue One. I enjoyed a lot. I thought that was a really good movie. I want to see if Matt remembers me. I bet you when he does. Let's see. I went to Morton's. No, he's gone. He won't. I think he will. This episode of UFC Unfiltered, it's brought to you by Love Hemp. They're the official CBD partner of UFC. Life can be a challenge, but we all strive to live it to the fullest. Love Hemp is one of the leading CBD brands loved and trusted by professional athletes worldwide with a multi-award winning range, over 40 CBD products, including oils, edibles, capsules, and skincare, all of which are designed to fit seamlessly into your daily routine and support optimal health, wellness, and recovery. Whatever challenges you might be facing, Love Hemp is always in your corner. Love Hemp, love life. Available across Europe via lovehemp.com Coming soon to the U.S. Jim, what's up? Who's the other guy? Hey, Matt, how you doing? Thanks. I don't know. I don't know if he remembers. I don't know. Jim, you I'm glad remember? to see you. I'm glad to see you. Who's this other dude? Now, Matt, he, he's a guy that's other just guy. Talk- Matt, Matt, <laughs> Matt. Both of us are Matt. Matt, do you, re- do Matt, do you remember? Matt, do you Tell me. Of course. I- yeah, of course I remember, man. Where were, where were we, Matt? I still got all those pictures you texted me. What? Don't I show got me. I got on here. I'm a, a married man. Oh, what is this? Oh, okay, okay. Let me just okay. throw that. All right, Wait, we'll get rid of that. <laughs> yeah, man, we had dinner together. This was probably like, God, that was... Uh, it was a while ago. Six was, years ago. It was? Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. Shit, I'm in better shape now. I was a chubby one. <laughs> this was... This was... We were breaking bread. So Matt probably saw me go you know bees deep and freaking that morton's i did i did man they had to remove you it was and, the- and meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile meanwhile sean shelby's at the end of the table and he won't touch sugar man he's getting yeah. very persnickety about the little you know the dessert items yeah 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 well you know they, they, he's a little like, like he smelt yeah he smelt man he's got a smelt though so but, wait, uh, he did sean didn't like the dessert items sean sean doesn't do sugar man we sean doesn't like the sugar time. We had a yeah. good time in that episode. Yeah, we visited the set of Kingdom. Yep. For people that don't know that Matt was on Kingdom, which was a great show. Jimmy, Thanks, that man. show's Thank so, you. it's so <laughs> disturbing and, and, and realistic in a way that I think you would love it. It's not, and I'll tell you, as a guy who lived the life, I'll, you know, it's everybody that's been in the fight business, they, they could, it resonates with them because you're like, oh, I know a guy oh, like man. Oh, I know a trainer like that. Oh, this yeah. guy's trying to get in there and he's putting his protein powder at the front. This guy's a cocksucker. I'm telling you, it's so realistic. <laughs> and I, I was talking to Matt that day. I remember this. And I was telling him about jujitsu and this and that. And you were telling me like, oh, man, I'm, I'm an artist. I'm kind of a... <laughs> you were telling me that. Not a martial that's artist. Not, more that's an artist. not true. Jim, yeah, what it came out of your mouth. No, he said, he said, hey, Matt, you, you really know, you have, you have any skills? And I said, look, I'm not... I'm not a legend like yourself, but I'm pretty sure I could take you. And sure as shit, right there on the floor at Morton's, we're rolling around. He's ripping his shirt off. He's ripping my shirt off. <laughs> I, I choked him out. I choked him out fucking, you know, unconscious. So that that's how it went. And yes, I did it artistically, sure. Of course. That's my own spin on With it. With flair. You know? Yeah. Anyway, he's, I'll tell you, 
he had no hair when I seen him because he was playing the role. And he, <laughs> he was a badass in the show, Jim. Oh, exactly. That's Hollywood had a, magic. You know, had a temper. Man, that, that, sh- and that show, that was on for, I'm going to say four seasons, five? Four no. seasons, yeah, man. Four seasons. It, yeah. You know a show has legs. Four seasons is, that's pretty respectable, don't you think? In the, uh, I'm proud of it, man. We did all right. And, and look, here's the thing. This is no bullshit. Getting approval from guys like yourself, getting approval from Dana and all the, we had amazing fighters. We had Kenny Florian, Kev, Cub Swanson. You know, we, had, we, we became Joe friends Stevenson. with Cowboy. Joe Stevenson was like our guy. Coach, you know, Coach Jackson and Joe Stevenson were our, our tech advisors. And, um, and Joe St- Stevenson choreographed all the fights and taught us all the real deal stuff. And to get your guys' approval is, I mean, that's what you do it for. Like, we're trying to make sure we don't look phony. What's, what's funny is uh, Dana doesn't like, and he doesn't watch anything. He, he hates yeah. everything. You bring yeah. up anything, he hates it. He's the opposite <laughs> of me. Jimmy, he's not going to Comic-Con like I went with my family last week. He'll laugh at me and call, tell me to grow up. And I'll remind him that I can still strangle him and tell his bodyguard to be on, be ready. I'm like, <laughs> but, uh, but my point, my point is this. He, he there was a movie warrior that came out and the yeah, yeah, guy yeah. directed it. Nice guy. Frank Grillo was in both. Grillo. Yeah. Frank Grillo was broken hearted. He found out Dana didn't like the movie. He was broken. Oh no, no. Oh, I he swear. Like he was warrior. like, Dude. <laughs> so when, when we were sitting down and Dana, they gave him like the DVD set or whatever. He watched it. He was binging this show kingdom. He fucking loved it. So Amy, that's a credit to you guys. Uncle Dana, man. Love that. What have you been up to Maddie? I know what what are we, what are we here to promote? Let's tell them. We're here to promote CSI Vegas. It's the, it's the brand new iteration of the CSI, the like, you know, the legacy CSI franchise. Why is that show? So, I mean, not why, because I know people love it, but that show is a fuck. How many CSIs are there? It's very popular. Boy, well, there was from the beginning, Miami, the original CSI, which was, yeah, there was a Miami, New York, cyber. And now this is sort of a, a new iteration of the original, which was set in Vegas. And this one's called CSI Vegas. Wait, so, CSI cyber. There was, there was a cyber. I guess it was short lived. Uh, are these Dick Wolf? Is it, did he do these? No, this Eating is uh, Anthony. Yeah. Anthony Zyker. D- CSI cyber. Basically only went after you, Jim. It was basically like whatever weird shit you're doing on the internet. And that's, they had seasons worth of material just on that. Yes. They got, he, once you said cyber, you got nervous. Like they can track that. They gonna come in they, and what else do you know about me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we, we, you know, we're, we're, I think to answer your question, Matt, like people love these things because back in the day when it came on the air 20 years ago, 20 some odd years ago, wow. they were, they were unveiling all of this stuff that we never get to see as just law abiding citizens. Maybe you get to see, but we don't get to see how crimes are solved. And so that's fascinating stuff. They get into the forensic science. And now, you know, obviously there's, there's, it's developed and evolved over the last couple of decades. There's even more impressive, crazy science. I don't even believe, you know, I can't believe half the shit we do. And I, I can barely pronounce most of it, but it's really fascinating stuff. You know what I find funny, Jimmy? And, and yes. Matt, when they, I watch the true, true crime shows, like, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. But all those shows, you know, Dateline. Yeah, yeah. I love when the criminals are, or they, you find out that they're picking up clues from like CSI and. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. I love that. That's like, a real thing. They learned how to put the Clorox in the fucking body. Uh, whatever it is, <laughs> but it's fucking crazy. And like these motherfuckers are going there, like they're doing like their, their homework on it. Oh, absolutely, man. And now like, I'll like, I'll like get the check, you know, at the end of the, at the meal and I, and they gave me the check and I'll be like, wipe off my fingerprints. Just make sure, you know, you I'm just, I'm just kidding. But honestly, man, we're learning so much stuff. It's, it's amazing. 
And it's it's such a weird language. Like I did one scene, very small scene in the Nick. And who is the star that? Uh, oh my uh, god, uh, uh, um, uh, Clive Owen. Owen, yeah. Clive Owen, and I'm watching him read this medical. He's doing medical dialogue, like he's he's presenting at the Knickerbocker Hotel in front of a bunch of doctors, and he's just rattling off all these medical terms flawlessly because he's fucking Clive Owen. Yeah. And I'm thinking, like the, the the way you have to learn to speak, especially when you're doing a medical show or a cop show, it has to feel natural and comfortable, and it's really yeah. difficult to do that stuff to rattle it off and sound like you're a professional. Probably the physical version of not just making the moves, but looking like a fighter. Do you know, you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> yeah, that's the, the verbal man. version of that. I was at a doctor's appointment the other day and this lady like rattles off something, you know, some big old jargon. And I looked at her and I go, I go, Hey, hey. she's like, I interrupt her. She's like in the middle of her like speech. And I go, Hey, hey you nailed that. You nailed that one. <laughs> that was a doozy. And you nailed it. Yeah. I had one, I had a scene Jim, like last season where it's an interrogation seeing, I try and be like really relaxed in these scenes, you know, very natural. and like, just asking the person questions. And I go, so can you explain to me then? I know I'm got him dead to rights, but I'm just, you know, making sure that he knows. And I go, so can sure. you explain to me, uh, how there was phagocytosing leukocytes in her blood. And, but I couldn't say that word. And I was like, can you explain to me why there was, uh, there was, okay. I got, I got, I got, I got, I got, I got, can you explain to me why there was uh phagocyte? What, what is the phagocyte? Phagocytosing glucose, and I, that went on for like ten minutes. It's a tough word. Trying to very naturally, but uh, now it's burned into my brain. But yeah, it's hard, man. That's just hard. what's the word? Phagocytosing leukocytes. Phagocytosis. Okay, yeah, I would have a hard time with. You got the, it. You got it. Phagocytosis. Wait, say it again. Phagocytosing. Cytosing. <laughs> phagocytosing. Leukocytes. Okay, uh, phagocytosing leukocytes. Um, oh. <laughs> I, you know what? I feel like such a moron. I had my 11-year-old help me how to say empanadas the other day. I was like, empanadas. She goes, empanadas. So I, I can't it's really. Those things, it's those things at the birthday party. You smack them with a oh, stick. Oh, that's a pinata. No, ah, I, whatever. I'll tell you, the empanadas, though. I'm saying oh, it right. right. They're so funny. Oh, oh They're killer. Really I love an empanada. They are delicious. But the hard part is when you learn a word like that, like that word that you've just told me that I've already forgotten. It's it's then it becomes the focus of the line, and it's so I don't know how you remember and be casual yeah. leading up to it because I'm just thinking of that one. Don't forget it. Don't, it's like a string. What is a string of Peloponnese uh, and the honeymooners when he fucked up polo ponies? That's kind of what it becomes. It's tricky, man. Yeah, the whole you try and you try and pull it off without seeming like you're thinking about it. But yeah, there's a, there's a couple of those per episode that gives a little pronunciation key. We do our yeah. best with it. And thank God it's not live and you just keep swinging at it till you get it. What do you find the hardest? Because I think acting is extremely difficult. I mean, uh, I don't enjoy it nearly as much as I enjoy stand up. Um, because if, if you fuck up in acting, you have to you, you still have to redo it. You can't just go wow, That sucked. Like as a comic, I can just address <laughs> it and move forward. And I, and I find acting to be much harder. Um, sorry about that noise. They're doing construction here. So what is, is there anything about acting you dislike or what do you dislike the most? I love it, man. But I, I will say the stand up that terrifies me. I mean, we get to, we get to hone it. We get to craft it. And you guys do that, but on your feet in front of a room full of people, like we get to, you know, we're in the quiet hallowed halls of a stage and it's, and it's pin drop quiet and everyone's sitting, you know, you're, you're part of you is thinking, Oh God, the, the cameraman's getting really fucking bored right now. Cause I haven't been able to stick the landing on this one. But, you know, aside from that, you know, so I, you know, but I love it, man. I love everything about it. I, I'm obsessed with it. 
See, the weird part. Oh, sorry, Matt. The weird part is like, well, that's like, uh, that's what I like about it is that stand up is live. Like if you and I are doing a scene together and it's not going well, I can't just stop and go, Jesus, Matt, we are fucking bombing and move forward. Like, <laughs> It's like we have to yeah, do it again. It's I guess so. Well, you, but then, <laughs> but then, Jim, it's editing, man. And if we if we just can't get it up, then it's it's editing. They figure it out. You know, they 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 save you in the edit. I it's guess so. Ass. It's your ass out there. I guess so. Yeah. Um, but you've also you said that uh, in Kingdom, it was uh, uh, GSP and Rory McDonald were kind of. The, the compositive guys, I'm, I'm taking yeah. you're Canadian. I probably should know that, but I don't know that. I'm not Canadian. You're not no, Canadian. Why those two no, guys? Nobody's perfect. Well, you know, um, you know, it, yes, sir. You know, by the way, by the way, I just think it's funny. You and I are sitting here talking about how tough stand-up comedy is and acting yeah. in front, you know, and then Matt's like a guy that went into a ring and got his face punched in for a living. Like that's, <laughs> yeah, like, you of know, course. That, <laughs> um, yeah. you know, the, the thing was early on, I responded to GSP because of my, my guy was a wrestler because of his wrestling acumen. Now, I know he's not an American wrestler. So that was a little, but he was the guy, he was him and Anderson Silva were guys uh, that kind of helped me find my way in. And by the way, fuck GSP, right? No, he's fucking around. Thank God for that fight. And we're, me and George are so cool now because he beat my ass too. We're even. We're good. Oh, yeah, that, well, I, that is, I appreciate that, you having my back. <laughs> dude, that is that is iconic. I mean, that's beyond beyond. That's the stuff of legend. It's like, an honor. If it but wasn't then, that, I wouldn't be sitting here with Jimmy. Jimmy would have not Jimmy would probably have nothing to do with me. That's not well, true. Well, it seems like he'd have man. nothing to do with you anyway. It seems like he's looking he's always <laughs> yeah, he's, he's always looking <laughs> But oh, uh, but then Roy McDonald, that was that was Joe Stevenson in in our first training camp, Joe Stevenson was like, you know, you kind of remind me of like a Lord, a, a Roy McDonald sort of guy. Ah, he called you a what pretty an honor. Boy, Matt. Matt, I think he called you a pretty boy. If you I, ask I, me. I should have got I should have got the Mohawk, you know? You know? But, but I mean get both legends, both legends. Yeah, Rory just retired recently. Yes. Unreal. You know? At the ripe old age of what? 33. 33 years old. Young, young guy. I used to love him, too. I hated when he left the UFC. I always enjoyed Rory McDonald. He's a yeah, really great fighter and very fun boy, to watch. That Lawler fight, boy, just unreal. That'll, yeah, that'll take, some, that'll take a few years off your career. <laughs> some of those yeah. punching the nose by him. Oh, he was God. coming off like, uh, let me see, two, four, five out of seven fights he had lost. He was not, uh, after he left the UFC, it was kind of very touch and go. So I think that he probably just, maybe he felt he was taking a few too many shots. I don't know, Rory, but I'm glad yeah, he yeah. got out if he felt it wasn't going where he wanted it he to. He also fought at middleweight and stuff crazy and stuff. I think he went up and he was nuts. Yeah, yeah. But a very yeah, it, guy, you know. Makes me think about uh, where Tony Ferguson's are these days. He'd be such an incredible, such an incredible fighter. But, uh, you know, it's, it's tough. You, you wonder what happens where you, you wonder how to break something like that, you know? He might be up for stand-up comedy. You ever hear his muffin joke? No, he's not <laughs> a muffin joke. You might have heard that muffin joke. Who, got, wait, who's, the, who's got the muffin joke? You heard Tony Ferguson's muffin joke. <laughs> I did enjoy it, too. Tell, it tell, tell, good, tell, right? tell the joke. Tell the joke. He, I, oh, no, I no, I couldn't. I don't remember it. Well, these, these two know. muffins, right? And they're in an oven. And one of them goes... Ah, oh, I'm in a, I don't know if I'm going to sound paraphrasing. Man, I, I'm in a, I'm burning. And the other one looked and went, holy cow, it's a talking muffin. 
<laughs> Jimmy left. I didn't make the joke. Sorry. You don't like the joke. You're talking the boogie. I enjoyed when Tony did it. Hey, listen, we have, we have to uh, we have to move on to our next guest. We're, next time, please come back. We want to have you for a longer period of time. We have three guys this, today. It's really good talking to you, Matt. Let's you plug and let's Good and let's plug this gig. Let's plug your show properly. Uh, CSI Vegas. Uh, when is it on? It's not obviously on CBS. Uh, but what night of the week? And uh, Thursday what, night at ten. All right, 10, nine Th- central. I know right. what I'm doing. Yeah. Uh, Good right. luck with it, man. It's, it's good talking to you. Good and sorry to be guys. brief. We just have three guests today. I understand. Thanks a lot, guys. Great talking to you, Matt. Right. Take care. Take care. See you, Matt. Later, buddy. Be good, buddy. Swing into Seaside Golf in Ocean City, Maryland. Play like a pro at 17 championship courses designed by golf legends like Jack Nicklaus and Arthur Hills. Tee off on sweeping vistas at Eagle's Landing. Savor the coastal views of Lighthouse Sound. Or see why Ocean City Golf Club is considered one of the Mid-Atlantic's finest fairways. Whether you're sneaking in a quick round on a family vacation or going all in on a golf getaway, fun is always in play at Ocean City, Maryland. Plan your trip at ococean.com. Hey guys, Sean Hayes here. Jason Bateman, Will Arnett, and I had a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to sit down with not one, not two, but three presidents of the United States on our recent episode of Smartless. That's because President Biden, a returning guest, brought two of his favorite pals, former Presidents Bill Clinton and Barack Obama, all joined us for unforgettable conversation. It's a historic episode of Smartless as we pry into the minds of these remarkable leaders. We'll cover everything from their time in office, America's responsibilities in the world, and their personal passions in an episode full of some candid stories, insightful perspectives, and a few surprises along the way. Whether you're a political junkie or just curious about the inner workings of the Oval Office, this episode is a must listen. Don't miss out on this incredible opportunity to hear from three of the most influential figures in recent American history. Follow Smartless on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also listen to Smartless ad-free by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Yeah, I really meant that too. And we have to get uh, Jordan Wright is coming in shortly. Uh, it really is hard to do that type of dialogue. And the way he just fucking fired out that line, like that's not easy to do. He's a really good actor. Jimmy, Jimmy yeah. he remembered me. Of course he did. Oh. You're, you're not forgettable, Matt. What do you you're, you're not a forgettable what? guy. Yeah? Yeah. Well, listen, let's talk Comic Con until Jordan Wright's in here. He'll be right. here soon fighting. Yes. Uh, uh, just go to the Robich. Yes. On uh, Saturday night. Uh, he's he's in. in. Hey, Jordan. There he is. There's What's Jordan. Up, right? fellas? How are hey, you? buddy. How are you? What's up, Great. Jordan? Great to see you, too. 
Nice to see you, man. Good to have you on here, buddy. Thank you. Much, much obliged. Appreciated to be here. See, you're one of the guys who likes doing press. It's funny with fighters, too. That, like, it's, you can tell immediately if someone is doing it because there's a weapon pointed at them or if they like doing it, and you seem like you like you don't mind doing interviews. Hey, it's a part of the job, and, uh, yeah. you know, gr- growing up, watching fighters this was the way like the window into their lives in a sense you know i wanted to see more of the fighters that i was interested in so the least i can do is you know let my fans know a little bit more about me through the professional stuff instead of just posting on instagram like this is what i ate today aren't i cool so it's very smart and we've had fighters who like a couple of times have canceled on us and it doesn't matter who they are but i would say to matt and we would agree like what who the fuck this guy's like nobody knows this guy like they're trying so i always think it's smart to get out there because people will pay to watch a guy who they're invested in loving or invested in hating so the more you talk the the more likely people are to feel something you know i agree i agree and and that's another thing too i notice with a lot of like the top guys like you know i know know people tend to use mcgregor as one of the top dudes uh as far as media goes but yeah he wasn't known because he was a social media outlet he took any ufc media opportunity he could made a bunch of sound bites and it made him who he is you know it's like And he dropped people and he dropped people and he brought in these crazy Irish fans. Like he had a lot more. You're right. Than just, he wasn't just a mouth saying things. I mean, he was fucking, he was throwing a tremendous left and he was uh, throwing those beautiful kicks and he brought a crazy audience with him. So absolutely. He he had kind of everything going on. Yeah. Yeah. Jimmy. Yes, sir. Let's hold the fort, right? Hold everything. I'm reading this right now. Okay. And, you know, I'm reading towards the end because me and Jordan, we're going to bond right now. I see that he's really into anime and, and yes. stuff like, am I reading Dragon Ball Z? One Punch Man? Huh? Yep. yep. Listen, I you would have been in heaven. I just went with my family to Comic-Con. No way. You see that? Dude. That was, you just had a nerdgasm right there. I'm jealous. I'm jealous. <laughs> it is so, you ever go to one? No, no, never. I've been to oh. I've been to anime conventions. I've been to Star Wars oh. conventions. I've never been to Comic Con though. I've always wanted to go. My my brother in law Edwin is really into the anime also. Yeah, uh, and I I told him next time I'm bringing him too. I want my family because we're really into the the comics and the Marvel and the DC everything comic wise. I like Star Wars also. Yeah, I just yeah. Had a Star Wars. What did he? What do we call it again? A snuggie, and it's so comfortable. But anyway, uh, you there was a, so much anime stuff there. You yeah. would have been. Do you ever watch uh, Max? What is it? Uh, it's on Prime. Vax Maxima. Vax. No, I haven't. It, I'm, I'm fucking it up. Maxina. Machina. I'm fucking. Next Machina. I, shut up. Machina. Machina. Sorry, Jimmy. But uh, it's such a. It's a good one. It's an anime thing I'm watching. Also. I'll check it out. Super Crooks on Netflix. Have you ever seen Super Crooks? No, I've, I've seen ads for it though. It, it does look really good. Um, it, anime's not. You'd think it would be my thing, but it's not. Like I one point, yeah. I, I but I some of them I love. I love yeah. something called the Flashpoint Paradox. It was a DC movie, an animated show. Jimmy, I'm talking to Jordan. I'm about with it. you right here. So Jordan, what do you like about the anime? What 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 is it with? Uh, anime because it resonates with a lot of fighters. I'm yeah. using a lot today, Jimmy. Resonates anyway. Uh, big words over here about the anime. What is it? Tell me. I'm, I'm gonna say I started off. So, what got me into to MMA and martial arts really 
Like I watched movies like Beverly Hills Ninja, Enter the Dragon, all that stuff growing up. Anytime I would see someone kick and punch on camera, immediately I'd light up, be like, oh, what? What's that? What's that that, that guy's doing? But uh, Dragon Ball Z was on when I was a kid. And initially, I, that was just my inspiration to go in it full on. And I just started falling in love with the culture, with Japanese culture. I did karate growing up. Um, and the more I got into, you know, more action anime, the more I got into, like, uh, romance, uh, psychological thrillers, all those things, you really, you really see that the way the Japanese people write stuff, especially these days, it's very character driven and very story driven. And, you know, I might get a lot of flack for this, but in the West these days, there's some great shows. Don't get me wrong. There's some great shit that doesn't fall victim to a lot of this stuff. Like, you know, Cobra Kai and the boys I hear, I haven't heard, I haven't seen it, but I hear it's really good, but they just kind of fall into the whole, like the ideological stuff to where it's just like, okay, we're going to make a, instead of we're going to make an amazing show with great stories and great characters, we have to make a show, but it's got to represent like, this many black people, this many white people, this many Asian people, they just get so lost in like the message as opposed to making good shit. And that's one thing that I really like about anime is even though they're not real people, they're really human. They're really human for drawn characters. So aside from all the fighting and martial arts stuff that I love watching growing up, I just, I just love watching these characters lives through like people that really want to write a story, no matter how popular it gets. I, man, I like that. And I'm, and I'm telling you, you're not the only one. Jimmy, make fun of Israel Adesanya, why don't you? Oh. He loves it. He fucking loves the Adesanya. Well, Matt, yeah. I don't know about you, but I don't discuss other middleweights while we have a, a young okay. rising middleweight star yeah. on. I, yeah, we don't need to talk about other middleweights. It's, oh, it's, it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> we're all, we're on the no, I'm just trying to weasel out of it. Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> anime I never got into, but I do. I mean, I loved comic books and all that stuff. Anime is like an acquired taste because people who love it really love it. Yeah. Um, it's one of those things where the people who like anime, they go in. Uh, there's no 20% anime. You're either 100% into it or 100% not into it. I mean, there. I would say like, because I know people, there's some shows where they're like, I'm not really into anime, but I like that. Like Death oh. Note is a big one. It's, it's on Netflix. It's on is Hulu. that the biggest it's one? one? It's one of them. That like, Because yeah. when I was little, uh, like I said earlier, Dragon Ball Z was the one that got a lot of you know kids into action anime, but Death Note was the one, I think it came out 2006. It showed people like, oh, this shit isn't just about fighting and punching and kicking and screaming. Like, this is an amazing story of like, again, it's a great psychological thriller. Don't want to spoil too much of it, but anyone who's kind of on the fence of anime, like I know people that do not watch anime, but they religiously watch Death Note and they're just like, fuck, that shit is good. I'm going to check that out. This is what I want to hear. That's on Netflix? It's on, but I will say, Matt, there's a live action version on Netflix. Do not watch it. Watch okay. the anime version. It's it, they they butchered where, where it. Where can I watch that? Where can I find that anime version? Um, it, it, that's on Netflix too. So oh. you'll you'll find both of them on Netflix, yeah, and they're they're it's on Netflix and Hulu. Yeah, man, I'll Death tell you, Note. it's super, what I like about the Super Crooks where it actually had a story, like like yeah. they were, and it was a, it was almost like a Usual Suspects. It was like a heist film. And right. it was so cool. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it thoroughly. So how old were you? And first of all, know what I like? You're like, I grew up in all these martial arts movies and you name like, I, did it, whatever, I think you said some kind of Bruce Lee movie. And you're like, End of the Be- Dragon, yeah. Yeah, you're like Beverly Hills Ninja. Yeah, I mean, Chris Farley, you don't exactly, it doesn't really strike me as in a martial arts film more than a- Yeah, I know. I, that is true. I remember, I think we were supposed to see one movie 
And then we ended up, I was like seven years old. And my brother was just like, Hey, you want to watch Beverly Hills Ninja? I was like, sure. But it had like, Robin Shaw in it, who was a martial arts actor, who was like Liu Kang in Mortal Kombat. So they, it, it, even though it was a comedy with Chris Farley, it was very much like they had all the other martial artists and yeah. stuntmen picking up the flack. So to me, I was just like, oh shit, this this really is like a martial arts movie with a funny yeah, western actually. twang to it, you know? Where are you from, Jordan? Where'd you grow up? I was born in Texas, but I'm a California kid. Like I, I lived in Texas for like seven years, but I really my my childhood was spent in. Uh, in uh, Los Angeles. Did you fight a lot growing up as a kid in, in, uh, in school? No, not really. Not really. I, I was a pretty rough kid. Like I liked to, you know, uh, I don't know. I like to wrestle people and get into it with people, but I was a pretty good kid. Like, uh, I got, I got a lot of my outlet in martial arts and karate and stuff. So I, I didn't feel like I needed to get into it with a lot of people. Did you play anything else in, in high school? And I'm sorry about the background noise. There's some construction going on here. Uh, were you, any other sports in high school? Nope. Nope. Just, uh, I kickboxed all throughout high school and oh, wow. I started M- I started MMA towards the end of high school. So I had my, f- my first kickboxing smoker at 16 and, uh, my first MMA fight while I was in high school at 18. Wow. You started so young. So I guess everybody knew you were kickboxing. Nobody's fucking with the guy who's a junior and can kickbox in high school. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That had to be something starting that young. So you were 16 and you having fights. You must've been like, Hey, you know, Hey, Hey ladies. Want some tickets to see me go kick some ass? How'd that work? That must I mean, work out. And how tall are you for a second? How tall are you? Um, six one, six two. I'm I'm not a short man. Jimmy, see, look at you. That's a good height. That's Bull a good height. Fighting at he's probably the same height at sixteen. Fighting yeah. all the girls. <laughs> I don't know though. I was kind of a nerd. I didn't really know how to talk to girls much when I was younger. Um. Yeah. But you know, no problems with that now. I'm I have a I have a, I'm in a committed relationship with a beautiful woman, and she nice. you know she's the she's the light of my life, and I do this Aww. all for her. Isn't it nice to not have like being single is fun, but then when you're not single, you're like, oh fuck, there's a lot of pressure off now. I don't have to go out and worry about who I'm gonna meet. It's just nice to have one person. One hundred percent. Like that was the thing. She she's Mexican, so she comes from a pretty you know very hardcore, you know, uh, Latino family where it's all about, it's all about family. Like as soon as we started dating, she was like, you have three years to propose to me. If you don't propose to me in three years, you've wasted my time. So keep that. And I'm like, Hey, that's what I'm looking for too. I'm looking for someone who I can marry, not someone who I just want to have fun with and see where, see where things go. I'm, I'm a pretty traditional dude in that regard. So, uh, it's, uh, I'm very fortunate. She also, she had a great dog too, going into the relationship. So, you know, we're living together now and it's, it's amazing. We have an apartment together and uh, life couldn't, life couldn't be any better. You know, I'm living my dreams. I'm living with a great person, great dog. I have a great family. I'm very thankful, man. What, what part of Mexico is she from? And have you been, have you been there and visited her family? And did you like it? No, no. So her parents, her parents are actually, she's like first generation. So her parents are from Mexico. Uh, I forget where they're from. They're, they're from two different, completely different parts. Uh, so she was born here, raised here, but English is her second language. So, I mean, she speaks it great. Um, but yeah, she is very, uh, very much in the culture. Do you speak any other languages or just English? Just English, but you know, a little bit of Spanglish, I, I suppose you can say like, I studied it in high school and college. My parents both speak it fluently, but you know, I, I really should pop polish up on it a little bit more. Dude, I'm fascinated with anybody. I'm always amazed with the person. I, I, I've tried. I took French in high school. I, I fucking suck at learning other languages. I'm amazed by anybody who can comfortably speak two languages. It's fascinating to me. I agree with that. It's like, it's like a superpower, you know? 
It's very impressive. Call me Talibu. Oh my oh, Jesus, hey, Matt! Your, come uh, hey, that's a hardcore flex. That man. was perfect. <laughs> Thank you. I, I've hidden. You know, there's a lot you don't know about me, Jimmy Norton. I can't believe it. Yeah. Matt Matt was away at Comic Con, and he literally took over four thousand pictures this weekend with fans. He's a prick. Wow. No, no, don't, don't. He's teasing me. He's teasing me. No, I'm not. I'll tell you this though. How many did you take? I'm, I'm going to tell you after because my this is what happened, Jordan. I'll tell you because you get you'll appreciate this because you look like such a nice guy. If a fan came up to you, I'm sure you'd be very pleasant. Like I'm sure you have been. Yeah. Right? Well, yeah, one hundred percent. Picture this. I'm at the Comic Con, right? And I'm with my wife and my my oldest, my 13-year-old, went to the Starbucks in the basement there. And we're sitting. We found a little place to sit, me and my two other daughters, 11 and 9. And now they see me during the day sign a couple, you know, take a couple pictures. I'll get into mm-hmm. after how much, Jimmy. I don't want to, you know. But it was nice. It was nice. I know. So they would keep account of it and stuff. So then also we're watching this guy dressed up as Damon Targaryen. Have you been watching House of Dragon? I have, I have. It's so fucking good. We'll talk about that in a second. I love that. I'm all up to date with it, you know? Oh, it's so fun. I'm enjoying the shit out of it. Yeah. uh, So we're watching this guy, and he's all dressed up, right? Got the helmet, a fake blonde wig. And now he's talking to some other guy that's sitting on there. He's standing up eating like nuggets. There's nowhere to sit. So this fat nerd comes around, and he sees him, and he's like, oh, hey, can I have a picture? Now, you can understand if he's sitting with his family or something. He's not. He's sitting. He goes, I'm eating. And the guy's like, oh, well, oh, I'm sorry. You know, he goes, if you see me later, you know, and he's yeah. about to say, Mom, I go to my kids. They're like, oh, that's you wouldn't do that, dad. You you I go, listen. That's an answer. I feel like ripping his hair. He's not a Targaryen. <laughs> he's not even an actor. He's, he's just a, a guy. Fuck. It's just a fucking guy in yeah. a nugget with a costume on playing fucking Halloween. What a that douche. Fucking, what a douche. Yeah, the only like, thing. Like, if he was a hot chick, I can understand if people are coming up to you all day wanting to take Dude. a picture with you in your cosplay. It's like, that's why you're going here. What the fuck? What exactly. You? Why the hell are you dressed I'm, for that? I'm eating. I'm, you're eating? I tell you, the only bigger asshole than him is the guy that asked him for a picture. Hey, you, guy eating a hot dog dressed like a TV character. Can I take a picture? They <laughs> both suck. I spoil your meal, sir? He put a lot into that outfit. He put a lot into that outfit. It was yeah. A, it was, it was oh, 18, my gosh. It was, it was 18, Jimmy. It's not too many. 18 people took pictures. That's, That's a, really good. That's I, a, I, it's a respectable amount. Sure, it's, if there's I'm 20 right. people in a room. Listen. <laughs> he likes to, you know what he likes to do? Uh, Jordan, he likes to bring me down off my high horse. I get all happy and stuff and... And he likes to bring me down. But Jordan, 18 is good. you're a guy that's going to stay humble. Yes. I can tell that. Now, I know what it's like to come off a couple of losses. May I add, out of 16 fights, you never went the distance. That's a, mm. That says a lot. Jimmy, yeah. you never went the distance out of 16, fight, 16 fights. You understand what that means? That's do or die, Jimmy. Jimmy, yes. with you, it's fight or flight. Usually flight, I'd imagine. Oh, yeah. much more flight. It's do or die. Do or die. One or the other, Jimmy. This not yeah. you go flight. He goes, I don't even know how to pronounce that. Yeah. <laughs> he, he does, but he doesn't know the meaning of that word. You understand? <laughs> Sorry. Mm. So with that kind of fighting style, you hurt somebody, you gotta be there to get hurt. Mm. So unless we totally change our style, how's our head going into battle Saturday night 
knowing we're coming off a couple of losses and we don't want a third. And with our fighting style, we know we're going to be in the fire. Where's our head at? Honestly, I'm, I'm the best I've ever been, Matt. Like my, I've always, I've, I've always, I've worked with really great guys. You know, I came up fighting out of Jackson Wink. Yes. Now I'm training under Anthony Hardonk and Vladimir Matyushenko, Fabio Leopoldo, great team of guys, great masters of their art, great training partners. Um, but Fabio Leopoldo. Yeah. 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 Oh, I know. I, he, he strangled me once in the basement of Henzo's. He's a very good, he's a high and Gracie black belt. He is. He is. And oh, he's, I remember still, he's still strangling people him. left and right. Yeah. yeah he's, he's a fucking he's animal. What a great guy. Please tell him I said hello. I haven't seen him in over 10 years. Absolutely. I will. I will. He'll love to hear that. Um, but I, uh, one thing is I've always ate healthy. You know, I've always thought like, you know, stick, stay away from this, eat a little bit of that fine. But I never really, I never had professional help in that regard. I never really ate like an athlete. So for all of my fights as a pro, I've always starved myself. I've always killed myself. I've always made the weight, but never really in a healthy way. Like, like I show up on fight week. Like I don't want to do media. I don't want to, I don't want to leave the hotel. I just want to get my workout and come to the room and just conserve my energy. Cause I have none. Uh, now I'm working with some uh, new dietitians. The fight dietitians uh jack doherty and uh and jordan sullivan they're pretty you know they're uh, australian dudes that have been working yeah. with some guys in the ufc i reached out to them after my last fight and this camp has been perfect my body and my mind feel a lot more on my skills have always been there i've always been able to mentally dive in and and turn myself on even though my body's not fully there but now i'm, I'm fully checked in now i have that extra reserve if i really have to dig deep so i, I feel ready I, I feel like i'm gonna get an. i, I know i'm gonna get another finish i'm gonna beat this dude and um I, i'm ready to do battle let's do battle it's do or die you know you live by the sword you die by the sword i'm ready to go yeah, Dusko was, uh, he was, uh, or Dusko is a proper pronunciation, was uh, 10 and 0 at one point, I believe. And then now he's 11 and 3. So he's coming off a three out of four skid. And I don't necessarily think that means anything in this fight. But I always look at where somebody is, and you could be fighting a very desperate guy, which I think makes him very, very dangerous. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But uh, he has to fight me. So that's right. You got to worry about that. Jamie, that's the answer we want. That's exactly yeah. the attitude. Dusko's got the fucking problem. Did you ever see One Punch Man? Right here, baby. Oh, I'm talking to Dusko yeah. Todorovic. Uh, good luck on Saturday, uh, uh, Jordan. It was really good talking to you. And uh, I definitely want to have you on again. I would love to have you come back uh, sometime after this weekend. Absolutely. I'd love to I'd love to come on and hit me up whenever. Thank you guys so much. Have Thank a great you. fight Saturday, buddy. Thank you for, recon for um, recommending Death Note. I'm going to check yes. that out. Check, check, out Super, it, check out Super Crooks. Check that out. I will. I will. 100%, man. Nice to meet right. you, Jordan. We're Take down. care, Jordan. Take, Take it easy. Take Thank care, you, guys. Buddy. Have a good one. You too, buddy. Uh, we're going to be getting him on the show. Yeah. Oh, he's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really I nice guy. Someone I can geek out with. You know, so thank you to all of our guests and be sure to tune in uh, Grasso versus Araujo on uh, Saturday from the apex four o'clock Eastern is the prelims main card seven o'clock Eastern time. Thank you to Alexa, Matt, and of course, Jordan for coming on the show today. And uh, tonight I will be at the fat black pussycat doing an hour and sorry about this noise. It's getting worse. Matt, uh, where can people find you? Yeah.
God, nobody's got to look for me. Find me on UFC Unfiltered. Go watch reruns. Not reruns. It's not a rerun. But uh, old episodes of Data Why Looking for a Fight. And then text Dana and say, yeah, don't text him. You don't have his number. Message him. Say, we want more episodes of Dana White looking for a fight. I don't know. I'm just looking to make sure I have more work. Hey, I, I, we better go because I hear you saw a dust buster going. It's right? crazy. It's, they're doing a lot, still finishing up the construction. It'll be good by Monday, though. Matt, I'll talk to you this weekend. Uh, maybe we'll talk before the fight. Damn right we will, Jimmy. You know how much I love you. Goodbye. Uh, I love you, pal. <laughs> Bye, guys. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.